from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Elaine Cha. There's something fun, cool, and compelling about watching a TV show or movie that features a place you know, a sense of recognition, and a feeling like you've got a special in that can add to the experience of a story unfolding on the screen, regardless of the screen size. And when that, hey, I know that person or place, extends to names in the credits, that adds another dimension to the experience beyond the film or the episode you've seen. There's a great deal of appetite and potential for filmmaking and visual storytelling here in St. Louis. And Josh Guffey, writer, director of award-winning feature, All Gone Wrong, knows that firsthand. And he's here today to discuss his work and that promise. Josh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is really fun. So All Gone Wrong shows a detective named Chris who's been training a rookie, Mikey. The first act of the movie sets the scene and shows their relationship as partners and friends. Soon, Mikey is getting ready for his first assignment. Let's listen to a clip of Chris getting Mikey ready for his day on the field. Peace you got. Have you got? Set your phone to record and keep it handy. We'll be listening. I know. Well, this probably feels like it's happening fast, right? Like you can't stop it. I've been there. We can still shut it down. It's okay. We're only doing this if you feel ready. I'm good. I'm only saying it because it's easier to shut it down now than when you're in there. I know what I need to know. Ready? Yeah. Now, Josh, obviously, we don't want to give away any <laughs> any spoilers. So let's do a teaser instead. What can viewers expect from All Gone Wrong? in terms of genre or inspiration. Yeah, I mean, the movie's a crime thriller, and when I first heard, you know, it's based on a lot of research that I did in this kind of undercover policing and narcotics work, and I was really surprised at just how it sounded like a Western. It sounded like a stranger goes into town and plays everybody off each other. You know, there's like a Sergio Leone, Fistful of Dollars feel to just the log line of these kinds of stories that these police officers would tell me. And so then when I got into it, you know, you really get a sense of what it takes to do it. And, you know, I wasn't prepared for some of the details of that kind of work, like with civil forfeiture and how these units are funded. And so I wanted to ground it and have some of those real life details in these kinds of genre elements, like the thriller elements. And this is something that was filmed um, entirely in St. Louis. That's right. Now, All Gone Wrong, as you've mentioned, it is, it's based on real rural drug busts, and the story itself takes place in a real Illinois town, uh, which is called Kiwani. That's right. So Kiwani is but three and a half hours drive from St. Louis. Why did you decide to film the whole thing here in the St. Louis area instead of making the trip to Kiwani? I'm a very selfish person, and I live here, and I wanted to sleep in my own bed. And uh, but but at the end of the day, too, you know, um, I you know I'm originally from Iowa, and this is where a lot of the research took place. And then I lived in Chicago, so I was planning on shooting it in Illinois at the time. But you know, as these things happen, it takes a long time to make. And so, after living in LA, I moved to St. Louis with my family, and the crews that I worked with here as a commercial video director, um, the people, 
um, all the all the actors, the talent. Um, and then with all the, the, the investors that we had, we really took a poll and we we're like, hey, we could take advantage of a tax incentive that's going on in Illinois. But there really was a feeling that they were involved in the movie because it was happening here. Mm-hmm. And same with the crews, same with the talent. And so I never look back and I think the movie is actually a lot better for it than shooting in a place just for financial reasons. Okay. Now, when it does come to place, places have their own feel. Was there anything about the film, like its tone, for instance, that was affected by the feel or the aura of certain spaces where you did your filming in this area? Yeah, one of the places that comes to mind, actually it's the first two days of shooting that we did, we shot at the at the retired side of the Granite City Steelworks. It's, you know, it hasn't been used for many years, and there was the operating side, which is now undergoing a lot of change um, just because of, you know, the parent company and things like that. But the retired side is a, is a very haunting, huge space, and I've never seen anything like it. And so shooting there, um, you know, once again, it's just, it's just only possible because we wanted to shoot in this area and, and be dedicated to that idea. Mm-hmm. The film credits, which we had touched on uh, in that intro, they include a list of shoot locations that include you know, St. Charles Police Department yeah. and a place called Uncle Joe's Bar. <laughs> Was there some place that you know everyday people can have a reasonable chance of sort of walking into um, that just felt like, oh, this is the place where we need to do this particular scene? Yeah, I mean... What you're describing is exactly right. You know, we we went to Frenchtown in St. Charles and we shot 80% of the movie in a five square block area. You know, if you're watching the movie and if you imagine the camera turning 90 degrees, you would see where we shot another scene. I mean, everything was so packed. You know, we shot at Tuners. Um, That's where, you know, the big bad of the movie played by Tony Todd, who played Candyman, that was sort of the interior of his his sort of operation was is tuners in St. Charles. So um, your film stars veteran actor Tony Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, Todd has movie and TV credits that are too long to list, but he's probably most well known for playing the iconic horror villain in Candyman. That's not something I know about because I, I can't do horror. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tony Todd plays Lamont, a character that demands the surrounding characters and attention, right, on the screen. Let's listen to a pretty intense exchange between Chris and Lamont. What do you need? You called me. You didn't come here because I called you. What do you want? I want to know what a man like you is doing in Kiwani. I can always tell how smart somebody is by how dumb they think I am. You want from me? I want to know what everybody wants to know about you, whether you got any balls or not. Is this why you called me? To scare me? Feel free to give me your pitch whenever you want. If this is it, I'll go. Call me when you do have something. I'm looking for someone. He's dangerous. Rips crew, sells what he gets. You rip you? doesn't matter. Well, then why do you want to find him? Why I want to find him has nothing to do with the job I'm offering you. What was it like directing the Tony Todd in a film here in St. Louis? It was so great. I mean, once he said yes to the movie, it was already 
a surreal experience because I had been trying to make the movie for over 10 years at that point. And so when he said yes, it was this affirmation, okay, we're going to go make this movie. And then leading up to the shoot, you know, we don't have a whole lot of money, which means you can't rehearse very much. But I had a lot of phone conversations with him, and he's he's this great person to talk to about the character because he, his mind's always running. And so he would call me, and I'd be on my drive home. He'd call me, and he would have ideas, and sometimes he would kind of be the character of Lamont. And one time he calls me up and he says, I need a pet. And I, I didn't know what he meant. He's like, I need a tarantula or a snake or something. I need a pet. It's in my office. It's going to be there. And so I immediately called our producer, Michael Kennedy, and I was like, hey, man, I just got off the phone with Tony. We got to get a pet for this guy. And he calls me back a day later, a day before we're about to shoot, and he says, I have a frilled dragon and it's ready to go. Hopefully that's okay. And so when Tony walked into his office uh, in terms of the location and he sees this this sort of like mini dinosaur, basically, he's like, okay, great, I can use this. Because he, he knew that he needed to care more about this pet as a character than the people around him. He wanted to have that in, in the scenes. And so, you know, he, he's not just saying yes and then he's going to come and phone it in. He's literally coming knowing everybody's part back to front. I can ask him to start a scene at any spot. He's got, it, it, it's just amazing. It, the, the analogy I give is it's, you have somebody who's that good, it's like driving a Ferrari. You're like, let's take it out for a spin. And so as a first time director, that was an amazing experience to not, to immediately feel comfortable having his ability on set. And speaking of spins, I mean, it took 10 years to make the <laughs> yeah. movie. Why did it take so long? Uh, so I immediately, you know, I graduated college in 2007, started writing the movie in 2008. And and frankly, it's it's just trying to get a movie made, which is really hard to do. You know, they say you should have a lot of balls in the air because you just never know which one is going to happen, if it ever will. And, you know, the way I wanted to make this, it would take some money. And I wanted to hold out for that. I didn't want to make a lesser version. And so, you know, it spent I spent 12 years raising the money and now here we are 2023 so a 15-year process getting the movie out and it was like my second film school you know mm-hmm. we're speaking with josh guffey who's a writer and director his um, latest feature film is the award-winning all gone wrong and we're talking about the st louis region and potential for filmmaking so you did mention um you are you lived in Chicago. That's right. And you are from Iowa, mm-hmm. I believe. Spent some time in LA. I came from there as well. Nice. Uh, what was it that brought you to St. Louis? Uh, it's a very you know kind of traditional answer. I you know I got married. I had a son in uh, in Los Angeles, and we we wanted to buy a house. And so moving back to the Midwest was was an easy decision. And we chose St. Louis. My wife is originally from here, and. Um, you know, it's just been a great, uh, you know, this movie, I tried to make it for so long and I was in LA. It's where everybody says you have to be. And, and then it happened here in St. Louis. And I, and I, I'm very sensitive to that fact. Like it happened because I lived here, not mm-hmm. because I overcame any shortcomings of moving away from LA. We've had St. Louis natives who are filmmakers and video-focused creatives on the show pretty recently. One is uh, Joseph Puleo. Oh, nice. Right? And uh, Cammie Thomas is another, right? Uh, They stay in St. Louis because this is home. It's where they grew up. 
And you did say that you came um, because of love and family. But what else has kept you here? And what is it that makes you feel like this is a place where filmmaking really needs to make a, a particular kind of mark? Man, I have like seven different answers all popping into my head. Give but me the first one. I mean, you know, <laughs> like first and foremost, like I love St. Louis. Like this place, is, there's no other place like it. Like I've lived in, as you mentioned, Chicago, L.A., these other big cities. I'm from a, you know, a smaller state in Iowa. And so I've lived in different places and I've and I've done, you know, my commercial video job has taken me to places like New York and um, and but St. Louis is just there's there's no there's nothing like it. It's um, the the problems that St. Louis has are unique St. Louis problems. Like I I, I just find it to be co- incredibly rich, really compelling place to live. Um, and the people I've worked with have become the closest friends I have. And so I I, I just I, I love being here, and I want to tell St. Louis stories. And so shooting the movie here was I I bent, I basically refashioned All Gone Wrong to be able to work here. I kept the setting in Kiwani, Illinois, but. It, it truly is a St. Louis movie, and people who see it who are from the area will, will recognize that. But, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about what, um, in addition to sort of the obvious things people think about um, when it comes to making a film um, that makes it St. Louis, how else does St. Louis show up in the film? You know, the locations are one, obviously, but be able to be able to, to go, like, you know, in L.A., the requirements to shoot in LA are, are steep. You know, just to apply for a film permit is 800 smackers, and this was like 10 years ago. And that and they can say no, but you still lost that application fee. So just to do that in LA, that tells you what it's like. And nobody's impressed that you're shooting a movie. Like, the neighbors aren't going to come out and, you know, watch you film and be all happy for you. It's just not going to happen. Everyone actively is trying to get you off their block. They don't like that you're there. Mm-hmm. Here, it, in fact, the location we found for one of the key locations really in the movie, the people who own that place were turning into an Airbnb. I told them to stop and keep it kind of run down so we could use it and just walk right in and film. And then that couple who owned it became investors in the movie. Oh, wow. And so this this is only possible in a place that is still fascinated by, you know, an artistic process in filmmaking like that. And mm-hmm. and I think, you know, there is this kind of uh, wide-eyed fascination with filmmaking from people who aren't in the industry. But then what I've also found is the people who are doing it here in town are as good as anybody I've ever worked with, if not better. And and they just have a hunger and they scrap and it's, it's, it's beautiful to see. And St. Louis has it and that's why I want to stay here. Are there certain stories that you want to tell that lend themselves to the kind of environment that you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, the history of St. Louis that, I, that I'm that i still actively, you know, researching and understanding just has so many stranger-than-fiction stories, and, and I love going down the rabbit hole. I'm working on a project right now, and I don't want to say too much about it, but, you know, the, my research took me to Umsel's Mercantile Library and just getting to, like, spend the day and look at old St. Louis Globe Democrat articles and and just feeling like you're onto something because you live in this place, um, it's it's really fun. I mean, it's what it's all about for me. And what do you think St. Louis stands to gain beyond filmmaking as an industry by cultivating this area as a filmmaking hub or center? There's a lot of cities in the country that have embraced film incentives, um, the filmmaking community, Atlanta, New Orleans, Chicago, and an industry has sort of flourished around them 
And I feel like that is so, so possible here in St. Louis. It's a business driver. I know there are other concerns, and this feels like sort of champagne problems, like why isn't filmmaking more important here in St. Louis? But at the end of the day, it is an industry that can give people a good living, and people do make good livings doing it here, but it could be so much more uh, wider and deeper than it is now. And I feel like there is some political will going on. You know, there's organizations like the Missouri Motion Media Association that has been lobbying to get the film tax incentives back. Um, the last project that was here was Gone Girl that did it. And if we can get those kinds of projects back, you know, who knows what, what could be possible. Josh Guffey is a film writer, director, whose award-winning feature, All Gone Wrong, was filmed entirely in the St. Louis area. All Gone Wrong can be streamed via Amazon Prime, Apple TV, and other streaming platforms starting this Friday, January 27th. He spoke with us about the appetite and potential for filmmaking in the St. Louis region. Josh, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. That was a great pitch. This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.